What's going on, everybody? You've got the car bore coaches here with your boy, Coach Goat. And the cartel is here. Have no fear. Sure is. Team, after a, an extremely large hiatus, and by extremely large, I mean like a whole week. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Due to unfortunate circumstances, we did not have a broadcast last week, but that's why today's broadcast is going to be so jam-packed with um, some fun and not-so-fun stuff, quite honestly. But regardless, you will get your money's worth out of this episode. And uh, keep in mind, you pay zero dollars. <laughs> so regardless... You will get your zero dollar investment <laughs> and, and broadcasting from the home of 44 runs scored over two days, two days, courtesy of the Blue Jays. Yeah, I guess we should shout out the fact that the Blue Jays have gone on this like ridiculous run as of late. I think this is 11 in a row, if I'm not mistaken. I'm really and... sorry, Yankees fans, but it's how she goes. I think it's 10 in a row. Uh, maybe 11 because the doubleheader. But the doubleheader yesterday. I'm pretty sure it's 11. I could be wrong. But regardless, I mean, we went from basically no playoff hopes to we're in the playoffs right now. We are. I mean, I'll be at a wild card spot. But, like, we are in the playoffs. Uh, our pitching is it's there. I mean, we've got, we've gotten some pretty good outings. I mean, Robbie Ray has basically come out as a front runner for the Cy Young. I mean, who would have thought that at the beginning of the season? Um you know, we DFA'd Brad Hand again. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the season? And uh, we're finding win ways to win games. I mean, Nate Pearson's closing games out. We're hitting bombs like I haven't seen before in my my life. I mean, I think we've got three guys with thirty plus now. Um, I think Tay Oscar's got maybe twenty nine or thirty. I know Simeon is at thirty eight, if I'm not mistaken, and we've got uh, Vladdy at. Uh, a league leading 44 and fun fact he's actually leading in all three triple crown categories so i mean that could be huge i mean we haven't seen that since mickey cabrera in like 20 2008 i think and shout out to everyone uh who you know not only held on to vladdy through last season and going into this season and even accumulated vladdy because uh he is looking like something extremely special. Oh, yeah. It makes me look like a goof. But, uh, you, know? you know, sometimes you got to sell at, at uh, what you think is the high and uh, take profits and make moves elsewhere. Team. That's the reality, you know. Speaking of making moves, um, I feel like every time Cartel and I go on Instagram or other social medias or other forms of social media, rather, we see uh, a lot of people making moves and not necessarily in the sports car realm, if that makes sense. Like there's a, and I, this is actually a quote by cartel. He's, I mean, there are, there's a lot of fluff out there. There is. And would you care to elaborate on, on what you deem as fluff, sir? So you're talking about the gimmickry that we are seeing in the hobby, oh, yeah. in the industry, yeah. right? The hobby is the industry. The industry is the hobby. We call it the hobby when we want to be um, like when inviting. We to, when we want to be colloquial with one yeah. another, when we want yeah. to be a little bit more serious, we call it the industry. Yeah. It is an industry. It's a billion dollar industry. It's a big deal. 
And making a play may be uh, co-trading in his Vladdies at an inopportune time, but I know that he turned them into some soccer gold. Sure but um, you can also make plays on a much, much higher level, meaning, uh, you know, the, the amount I, I wish I could see, instead of the, the, the card ladder charts on individual cards, I wish I could see charts on businesses being built, whether it's someone like myself, uh, carrying on a, a small individual business, whether it's someone opening up a store. We saw all these great stories about entrepreneurs finally getting to the point where they're living their dreams, opening up stores, yeah. or starting all sorts of different companies. I'm sure your IG feed is filled with new companies involved in grading, involved in apps, right? Now, and, and again, at the end of the day, so long as you have not done anything to infringe upon anyone else, I will never criticize it. I don't care how amateurish your logo is. I don't care how, uh, uh, you know, how, how little space there is in the sector that you're trying to get into. I'm all for it. I'm all for entrepreneurship, um, that business mindset. But again, competition as as not- also, you know what I mean? Like if you think that you're getting into a market because, I mean, theoretically you would get into a market because you think that you could either improve upon like something in the market or that it's lacking a certain space. Right. right? Exactly. Because, and that's, and that's an important point, Brendan, because there's a lot of people that are absolutely adding nothing. Now, even still there is room in certain sectors. But they obviously think that they can improve upon something though. Right. Like, I mean, like you, you can't, you can't start a business unless you think that you can do something better than it's being done currently. Right. Like that's the cherry on top when you're, when you're adding uh, you know, when you're adding a service or you're adding a function or you're adding uh, an element that wasn't there before. But like how many of these things being added are things that we actually need? Though? We're seeing extraneous additions. You know, seeing, so like, you know, I mean, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but we talked about, and this is like forever ago, it sounds like, because there's really like, there's very few uh, group subs anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like at least t- yeah. like towards PSA. Uh, group subs a year ago, year like a year ago, was like the biggest thing out there. Right. And uh, we, we would talk about how it's kind of ridiculous that you're getting someone to look over your card before you send it in, you know? Like, well, yeah, because now you're talking about the added services. And that's what I'm, and that's what I'm getting at, right? Is that like, yeah. so that's what, that's where we were. We were, it was with respect to group subs. And now it's like, uh, well, let me examine your card and suggest right. which company to go with. And right. let me examine your card and see. I've had some people say that they examine like slabs to see if they they should be regraded. Like, I, I mean, I guess like if you think that there's enough cards and I'm quite frankly, I mean, based on the subjectivity and we've talked about this like until like I'm, I'm probably be 40 years old if we, we repeat all the things that we've said about um, the subjectivity with respect to grading, but like, really? Like who's cracking this thing out of the case? Like, are, do you, are there, is there liability for like you telling this person that like, Hey, your eight should be a nine or 10. Um, you should crack it out of your case. Do you know what I mean? Like imagine so, telling yeah, someone that we're, like, we're essentially now we're pre-grading, grading and post-grading. And again, I, more power to the people that believe that there's going to be consistent business in that. Um, but it is pretty wild. It's like, it's not enough to get the subjective opinion 
from one of these grading companies. Now, you're still getting a subjective opinion. Now, there is a company offering a group opinion. Yes. As, if that, as if that's any better. I'm pretty sure it's not, but now you're getting a collective subjective so, opinion. I got a question for you. So if you bring your card to this committee and they all deem this card to be, let's say, a PSA 9, okay? Actually, we'll go both, both ways. So let's say they deem, they deem this card to be a PSA 10, and you send it in and it gets a nine. Do you then send the card to one of these companies that tells you whether you should resub or not? <laughs> That's one question. You can get you know? yourself into a situation where you've gone through six companies. You know, like how, how, when do we end the cycle? And then my second right. question is, imagine all these people say that it's going to nine and it tens. Do you, right. like, do you, what, what happens then? Like, I mean, yes, it's like a positive, but like, uh, do they lose credibility? Like, is there a score? Like, do you be like, okay, well, like I got a 10 on this, but they told me like these 20 people told me it was going to be a nine. So, yeah. you know, like it's, it, it, it's really, I mean, kudos to the, the people doing this because it's a, it's a win-win. Like they can't really lose here. You know what I mean? Like as long as they don't tell someone to grade a card, that is, Whoa. there's blatant surface issues or edge wear or a, co a frayed corner, like things that the average person, if they're looking or know what they're looking for, should be able to see theoretically. You know, and I find more and more, I, the average person doesn't know what they're looking for, particularly new entrants into the hobby. And I see it all the time. I've stopped actually trying to rationalize or make sense of it um, because again, it's, it's all in your perception. I can't, you know, I'm sitting there looking at a card someone shows me and I'm trying to explain to them these are visible damage, you know, visible elements that are going to yeah. hurt the grade. If they didn't see that before they handed it to me, I can't crawl into their head and figure that out. So I'm not going to, you know, insult them or anything, but that this is just the reality. Some people don't know what they're looking for. These are I, why I, these companies are, are cropping up. I don't know right? if it's don't know what they're looking for. I think it's more so they don't want to accept that like, their card isn't going to be the most sought after version of this card, honestly. Or, or potentially, look, someone new to the hobby doesn't realize how important centering is. Someone doesn't realize, you know, that a corner shouldn't look a certain way. I mean, honestly, right? It, with, with experience comes this, this knowledge. I mean, centering, yes. But like, I don't think it takes a genius to look at a card and be like, this card, this corner is like... But, like there's, a, there's a floppy edge on this corner. But you know? again, like, I, I've seen I've seen it repeatedly. Completely otherwise reasonable, successful people in life having a lot of difficulty understanding, you know, the consequences of certain uh, damage on a card. I've seen yeah. it repeatedly. I I've stopped trying to make sense of it. But Fair. you know, look, that's why grading exists. Again, going back to the very beginning, the genesis. It was created because of all of this online purchasing. We needed uh, an unbiased third party to help us out. Yeah. Um, now, years later, decades later, how unbiased is that third party? What are their processes? These are the things that we could discuss to death. Um, but these these new companies that are offering, uh, you know, kiosks where you are scanning your card, whether it, I, I guess it. So here's the thing: I don't have the answers because I'm not this company, and they are doing podcasts, and I highly recommend people tune in and ask the questions if they're interested i have zero interest i grade my own cards i grade them confidently after years of having done so yeah so i have zero interest right it's like it's not that i have a problem 
too much with this company. I, a lot of these companies that pop up, Brennan, I'll be honest with you, you and I in our heads probably say, well, why didn't I think of this, right? I may have more trouble than the average person accepting money for something I don't believe in, but if they believe in it, go for it. But at the same time, I'm just seeing so much gimmickry, clouding everything else, the basics, that in my mind, what I see is people are just coughing it up. They're coughing it up left and right. And by the time they're done coughing it up and they're sitting there with whatever slabs they may have or whatever they've achieved in their collection, there's going to be a little bit of bitterness and there's going to be a little bit of concern. And then there's going to be a little bit of friends telling them you shouldn't have spent that much doing this. There was better ways to do it. And you all know. of that combines for negativity, for people feeling slighted, for people feeling like, why, why did I do this? And why did I find out too late? Do you know what this kind of reminds me of, to be honest? Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of the fitness industry. And, uh, you know, you, you and I both come from the fitness industry where Absolutely. like the fitness industry, honestly, honestly speaking, it is very, it's like actually quite simple, to be honest. Like right. if you do compound lifts and, and like track how many reps you've done and what your weight is and you progressively, you know, increase even, even marginally on a workout to workout week to week, month to month basis, if you're consistent three to four times a week, if you sleep enough, if you drink enough water, if you eat whole foods that like you, pre you prepare yourself, let's say 70 to 80% of the time, you will be successful. Okay. If you do all those things combined, you will be successful. And then you have people selling God's gift to green earth. Take these pills and you'll lose weight as fast as possible. Detox teas. And you need a Theragun or a massage gun in order to maximize your strength and your flexibility. Man, just stretch, just walk, just move. But no, 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 no. Everyone wants to buy something to yep. get them quicker. Like they're quicker and they, they get so deterred by all these people trying to sell them new stuff that they just say, screw it. They just say that this is too confusing. You know I me mean? like fad diets yeah, go through people's pages on fitness on like, and like, I can't blame them for being overwhelmed and like what, what actually works. And it does truly get diluted, like you said, yeah. and it leaves a bad taste in people's mouth because they think that they can't do it, but they right. can do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Generally, a young man's first question to me is never about the actual working out, the programming, the, the living, the lifestyle. It's generally what supplements should I buy is generally the first question. And that's very much a result of the marketing, of the, the, the mass media and what they're being exposed to. Now, you, uh, you have uh, you know, gotten us into that realm where we were going to discuss that today. There are so many parallels between the fitness industry and the, and the collecting hobby we are in many ways being gimmicked to death, right? It's like, it reminds me of like, you know, the typical unfortunate fellow who walks into a gym to deadlift. He's strapped to the gills. He looks like Cable yeah. from the New Mutants uh, from X-Force. He's got every strap on him, every belt. The one thing he forgot to do was actually learn to lift. But he's, but he's ready otherwise with his knee pads and his, uh, and his belt and his ammo and whatever else he needs. He's got infrared technology. He's wearing a Bane mask. But he never learned how to lift um, or, or he didn't sleep last night or, you know, sure. like that doesn't drink any water. You know what I mean? Like young man in the hobby, ne never, never learned about the hobby, the history of the hobby doesn't know about the product, 
doesn't know how the basic systems of, of breaking and grading works, but they, they're hopping in. And here's the real um, unfortunate situation is the so-called quote unquote leaders of the hobby, right? The top influencers that are doling out the advice. It's very much like when you sign on Instagram and you see these 100K followed uh, fitness quote unquote experts posting yeah. these. And I know you've seen these, Brendan, these terrible videos giving yeah. terrible oh, advice, man. absolutely incorrect, terrible bro science advice. That's absolutely paralleled in the collecting industry. Our quote unquote leaders are not the people that should really be guiding us. I agree. I they're agree. new to the industry as well. And they were brought up on gimmicks and they love gimmicks and they're going to push gimmicks to you. The people that are asking you to sign up for subscriptions, the, the, the people that are offering these products are either new to the hobby. They see a big opportunity to make money and they've somehow positioned themselves as the voice of reason, as the voice of advice, the same way you're doomed as a young person when you go to get on Instagram. Because if your mind says gravitate to the people with the biggest following, gravitate to the people with the biggest muscles, which are generally artificial. And naturally, I mean, you naturally, you probably will because it seems like they know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like there's a, like a, like a trust in like having a large number of followers. There's a trust right. in looking a certain way. There's a yes. trust in someone owning your dream cards, right? Yeah. Like you're like, well, you that guy got there somehow. So like, I just, I'm just going to listen to how he did it. You know, the concept of faking it to make it, which pervades every industry is so easy in the hobby put it put a page together where you steal a few pictures of some slabs that you don't even own put those up and claim that's your collection uh flash uh, uh i'm flashing my casio from from like 1989 flash your rolex and you're gonna you're gonna have people glom onto you because unfortunately that's what we that's what we're being taught right now in society you know the number one insult when people get into arguments and you know me brendan i i, I don't shy away from the fire People are going to attack uh, personal looks. People are going to attack your collection. Your collection is junk. I saw this the other day on, uh, on a card porn uh, interaction. It wasn't directed at me, although I'm sure he thought my quote unquote, by the way, like I'm even putting my collection on my Instagram. Like you gotta, you also gotta wonder like what, what are people revealing? What are people showing? What do they want to reveal? Nonetheless, you know, this guy, your, your, your junky collection, get out of here with your, your, uh, you know, your $500 cards. I've got the $10,000, you know, basketball cards. And therefore you're the better person. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you obviously know so much more yeah. about the industry. Steve Aoki is out there spending tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Millions, man. Uh, Millions. The guy makes wonderful music. He has long, luxurious hair. I, Steve Aoki living the life. God bless him. But in, in the span of about a year, thanks to dollar dollar bills, he's amassed a collection that may make it seem as if he is some sort of impresario in the hobby world. It's not the case. And I would actually, you know, I would suggest steer clear of anyone right now who's spending tens of thousands of dollars on Conor McGregor cards. But listen, to each their own, collect what you love. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you, you see what I'm saying. It's very easy to craft a certain fake it to make it um, uh, game plan. You use a bot to get your followers and you're good to go. Speaking of that, did you see that uh, Jeff Wilson and Steve Aoki were hanging out all weekend? Absolutely. Jeff Wilson and Steve Aoki, the, <laughs> the odd couple of the they're, hobby. They're loving it, man. They're, blooming they're romance. best friends. Sure. Absolutely. You know, uh, and, uh, and again, you know, Jeff Wilson himself, you know, when I, I watched what, what, what happens is I watch a guy starting out 
And when he blows up, I, I usually get out of there because it, it's, it's no longer interesting to me. What was interesting in the early days of Jeff Wilson was as he was building his brand is this guy's truly fantastic at marketing. He's got skills, man. But he even admitted like, I'm coming back into this hobby. Yeah, it's yeah. got me excited. There's exciting elements. I kind of like that. I like that, that he came from, yeah. from, from that spot. Um, and you also have to be ready to take some ridicule. I think he takes ridicule. His, his wife, I believe it is, takes ridicule. Um, but you got to be confident enough to, to, to do that. And I, to keep going guy, and to just keep pushing, you know, like look, look what the guy has built for himself. And I also notice, you know, along the way, he's clearly doing research and he's learning about what it is he's making a living with. Um, I, I feel like he's definitely cool. making less videos. Like these are the top five cards you should buy. And like, right. And that's important because evolution, right? Evolving. Yeah, like it starts off as clickbaity shit, and then like hopefully transitions into a deeper conversation as to like these are like perhaps what I'm looking at or what I've acquired, and you don't have to acquire, and here's the reasoning behind it. Like, I mean, anytime you have a following, when you announce what you've purchased, like inevitably, like people are probably going to gravitate towards it. And so like you may have an impact slash you will have an impact on a market. Um, I like people taking risks and being like, we take risks every day. You may have, you made a, you may have made a move today, Brendan. You didn't want, maybe you don't want to tell me because you're a little unsure of it. I, it, it's all of us all the time, right. To go out there and publicly make a, an interesting move. When I say an interesting move, that doesn't mean buy Shohei. No. It doesn't mean buy Patrick Mahomes, right? No. When people are out there making, you know, uh, moves that are really off the beaten path and sharing it, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's good content because they're putting themselves out there. Yeah. Um, his name is Capo Caco. So there you go. I, I would think that's an interesting move right now. If someone wants to go. I literally just, I just grabbed one today, to be honest. All right. All right. Uh, uh, for quite cheap, quite frankly. Um, yeah. And he's been no, working out with when it's cheap. Why not make the move? He's been I'm hanging out just... with Miko Rantanen in the off season. Uh, <laughs> this guy has scored tons of goals. Careful over the, the hanging out concept though, career. because Frank Anderson was hanging out with Austin Matthews. And I'm like, Oh, these guys are both going to kill it. And one of them killed it, but um, yeah. Yeah. But you know, gimmickry, let's get back to let's loop it back. I was telling uh, our, our uh, venerable friend coach co here that, the thing that I realized bothers me now, because I'm trying to tell you, okay, do your thing. And, you know, as long as you're being honest and upfront, yeah. uh, you know, find your sector in the hobby, find your special place. But the realization I had is the concept of taking up space, all this gimmickry, all this, we're going to pre-grade your card. We're going to post-grade your card. We're going to have a, a, a group of people chime in on grading your card. We're going to create an app to grade your card. We're going to, you're going to scan the card. You're going to you know, look at it left and right. It, it, it's taking up space. So I'm putting this take out there and, you know, maybe I'll, I'll take some heat for it, for, for, for complaining and whining about this element, but there's only so much space at a show. There's only so many, there's only so much availability for vendors. There's only so much space on my IG feed before I lose my mind. When it comes to some of this gimmickry, we don't need to make the hobby that much more complicated. And most importantly, for so many of us, because not all of us are Steve Aoki, not all of us are even like one-tenth of Steve Aoki or one one-hundredth, there's only so much money to spend. And there are so many people, you know, just, just jostling for a position to take your money for what is, in my opinion, my personal opinion, 
unnecessary stuff. Unnecessary stuff. The smartest among us can get so much information and ability by just spending a day looking at the right things on social media, not spending a cent, not subscribing to anything, not using any sort of weird gimmicked machine, right? Not, 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 not consigning to anyone, not, you know, not using a, an auction house or anything like that. I am going to give you my hot take and I think it's going to get significantly worse. Like, I think it is going to, I, and like much to your dismay and and what you, you were just saying. Are you, are you alluding to fanatics by any chance? I am. I'm, I'm, and, and not just because, I mean, I think bringing a powerhouse like fanatics, who is very good at marketing and very good at being in, 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 they have, they built their, their brand quite quickly. And which means that they have the channels necessary to pump stuff out there, which means that I honestly think that the market and the hobby is just going to keep getting bigger. It's going to reacquire people who have fallen off, um, you know, of varying ages I, I, I just don't know if you're going to be able to talk about sports without sports cards, especially because let's say you're watching an NBA game and, you know, Fanatics has an, an, an NBA PA agreement, right? So it's in the NBA PA's best interest that like maybe the trading cards get marketed during games. And, and we've already seen pack breaks during games, but I honestly think you're, we might see it more frequently. You're like, yeah, they're going to be see, on, on sports uh, uh, shows. You're going to see gonna be on games. During an intermission, someone's yes. signing a national treasures card or, you know what I mean? Like little, little Easter eggs in pro sports because they already have the channels necessary to do that. Yes. And we've just seen, I mean, we see Steve Aoki with music and like some of the music heads are now getting into the sports cards because of like a prominent figure in music is now collecting sports cards, right? Like Jeff Wilson was a, or is a, an investor full time? You have people from the investing space. Like I think that with this infusion of money into the hobby, it's going to continue to grow, um, and it will find ways to grow. And I, I really don't think it goes anywhere anytime soon. And everyone who's like, "Oh, this junk slab era," and it's this is just like the '90s. I, I just don't think that's true because in the '90s, I promise you, if there was social media people would find a way to market something in the nineties. They would find a way to market something. And this kind of draws into one of the things that I've been seeing over the course of the last few weeks. And this is like not something that just me, but several people have made posts about the Tom Brady's. So the Tom Brady's I'm speaking about right now, they're out of 10 parallels. They're not from his rookie year. Like one of them is from 2020. So his first, first year bucks. Okay. And the reason why I put that in air quotes and I said it like that is because that is a marketing tool. That is a marketing phrase that they have used to coin what this card is. Right. Uh, that kind of the, began with LeBron and the LeBron Kobe tribute. That is a base card that looks nice. It's a very nice looking base card. Great, great photography. And that, you know, ties into things that we talk about, you know, there's more to cards than, than just rookie cards, but ultimately, okay. If, I mean, if we talk about like inherently rookie cards are the ones that have value, you know, um, but to like first championship cards and 
fourth championship card or Tom Brady's uh, the year that he tied Michael Jordan in championships. That, that's literally a phrase that someone said to me to explain why a card from Tom Brady in 2018 sold for $50,000 in in out of 10 in a PSA 9. It almost sounds like you're talking about the ticket hobby there for a second, right? And, and I'm like, but at least the ticket hobby is like a moment, though. This is like a moment in time, right? Well, they're like trying to like... Uh, they're trying to like tack on that's exactly what they're doing right and 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 so i do truly believe that in the 90s if there was social media presence like there is today if there were the players in the hobby with the stakes that they have in the hobby like they they have today there is no way in hell there would be a junk wax era i promise you that because they would have found a way to sell every single card out there and it would attribute they would attribute a value to it one way or another that is a huge take um absolutely you are correct if there's one glaring difference between that era of the hobby and now is that we are in the social media era and you're right they can't even compare the two honestly because again when you look back as a kid it was uh it was rookie cards it was the mass production of the sets with certain rookie cards. Um, and it was just flooding the market with that and not having the ability to assign desirability to other elements. Like you couldn't right? progress a card. You know what I mean? Right. Where like, and, like, and, and now, everything seems to- now you're seeing even PSA 10s. I'm sorry to cut you off, but even yeah. PSA 10s, which we've talked about before, now it's not good enough to have a PSA 10. Now it needs to have like a top 5% of PSA 10s. Right or a sticker from like a gold sticker or a silver sticker, like this stuff, these add-ons, they're going to keep happening in order to, to prevent anything from happening even remotely close to, than it did in the right. 90s. Even on, a, even on a simpler level than that, that's where population reports start to pop in because that itself is a marketing gimmick. That's true. We have multiple, look, we're in an era where a player has multiple base rookie cards, whereas back in the day, it was the one rookie card yeah, there were extended rookie cards and things like that. But generally speaking, you know, Brett Hall had no OPG and Topps rookie card. Same, same image, same card for all intents and purposes. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, re- that's a really good point. There, there, there are all these different brands. And, and you know, the, the, in, the, in the original Junk Wax era, we were just starting to see these companies start to form when everything fell apart because they were just, they were so excitedly flooding the market. Yeah. We weren't seeing all these innovations that started happening. All these major innovations, and I, you know, I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back. I recently picked up a very cool sealed product back from 1997 when Upper Deck was first introducing Sign of the Times autograph rookie cards. I feel like it's a historic relic I picked up. I'm going to keep that box sealed. But when those innovations were happening, that was a downtime in the hobby, right? So now yeah. it's a big part of the hobby. Autographs. Autograph hits, parallels and things like that are a big part of it. And now with all these different base rookies and everything, one way to differentiate, and we've seen it in action, you know, with Acuna, right? Like if you're going to collect Acuna, maybe maybe you're not going after the update, which has 20,000 plus gem mint cards. You, you're going to look for a population in the hundreds, and then you create that desirability. But and again, like that's all marketing too, though, right? Like, because I mean, like, we all right, knew that there, we all knew basic. that there were 20,000 Acunas. We all yeah. knew that, right? Yeah. But like 
we were drawn to it initially, not all of us, but we were drawn to it by influencers. Okay. Yep. And then we were drawn away from it by yep. influencers. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And so let's, like, not forget, let's not forget the original influencers of all names like Keith Olbermann, names like Kenny Golden were there in the junk wax era, boom and bust. And there were no population reports. I did not know how many of these slabs I was buying from Keith Olbermann were out there. And he was probably well aware of that as well when he was selling his Mark McGuire 87 Donner's rookie cards. So you're right. There was no, there was no access on a basic level. You couldn't even create. A, the, the only marketing was McGuire's great. This card is great. Look at this plastic slab. It's brand new. And also right. the Beckett, the Beckett, uh, the Beckett, uh, what do you call it? The uh, price, Beckett price guides, list? the price, the price guides, the price guide, the hot list, right? Yeah. That yeah. was the means of communication because there was no internet, right? Now there was, we were starting to develop it. I was on America online back in the day. There's a throwback for you. Yeah, yeah I know. You started seeing some groups getting formed and that sort of thing, but eventually there was that bubble bursting. And that's a good argument you have there. If it's a separate conversation we're having about, because one of the big questions right now, people are saying is how, how much longer is this going to go on? Perhaps. I want to know my personal answer. And I'm going to admit it's a very um, generic answer. I say, well, this type of boom explosion should last another five, six years. But the, the type of stuff you're talking about may be an argument for it lasting even longer because of the I fact that there's always going to be ways to find these, these gimmicks and these added value. It's, and you know what? It's kind of like the Marvel movies, in my opinion, to be honest, where like you can just keep going. You can just keep adding characters and you can just bring people back and you can just. Well, yeah, you know the, what I mean? Like the Eternals are a, a very obscure comic book, by the way. It's endless. It's like a Jack Kirby throwaway from back in the day. They're about to make millions of it is endless. And, and honestly, uh, kudos to Disney for buying it. They did. They, they do have. Do they have Marvel? They do. Right. Sure, they'll they'll have they'll have cards pretty soon. No, no, but but Disney has Marvel though, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to Disney for buying it, and because they have the manpower, they have the finances to make every single one of these as glorious, if not more glorious than the last one, and they can just keep pumping them out, and you I've know people Chief never get sick of it. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's 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 a really that's a really uh, great point when it comes to that sort of thing. So, um, so again, it's not, it's not that we're necessarily having a negative no. conversation about this or even a positive one. We're just discussing just what the reality is. So that, that transitions, at least I can transition that into, so if this is going to be around for a while, okay, which I, I, I've said now it will, and you've at least agreed that the next five, six years are, are going to be pretty prominent still. We, I think, and this is a situation that I saw firsthand, and I'll explain what happened. I witnessed, um, I actually witnessed frequently, there is a kid, and I'm saying kid because he's probably 14 or 15, that frequently buys wax at, um, and I see it happen, a store that I go to frequently. And um, this store in question, he, this kid probably spends like $200 a visit, okay? So $200, $300 a visit maybe. And he, he's the type of person that he doesn't just buy it like, like I'm going to buy three boxes and take them home. He buys and rips in store and then he'll get, he doesn't get enough and rips another one and then rips another one and then Cases. rips another one. 
chases and chases. He certainly does chase. And you can feel when you're there, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable to watch, you know, like, I mean, unless someone hits like something big, if they've just ripped like one and then another one and then another one and then another one, like, I mean, it's kind of all the videos of the big hits. We see the breakers post the hits. We don't often get the other side. Well, I mean, you see someone go three in a row and just duds and like, maybe they have a third or like a quarter of like what they bought into it with. No one wants to see it. No one wants to Especially, especially when the kid is asking, like, how much do you think this is worth? And like, like he doesn't even know the values of, of, of what he's pulling. Okay. Which clearly indicates to me, at least that the kid is chasing something. Now, this kid at one point was cut off from continuing to purchase wax without his father coming in and being the one to purchase it for him. Mm-hmm. And kudos to these people for doing that because I respect that beyond belief because they don't have to do that. They, this no, kid they is a customer. This kid is a customer. This kid has money, uh, you know, whether it be a debit card, credit card, or, uh, you know, or cash and wants product. And, uh, you know, regardless of, of what he wants to do with it, I mean, some people would just sell it. Anyway, fast forward, I saw this kid again, um, you know, in the last week when I was there and the kid was talking about how he spent $2,000 of his father's money and he needs to sell his entire collection for whatever he can in order to help pay that off. And um, my point in bringing all this up, I mean, aside from asking the question, you know, what would you do is, and Cartel has talked about this before, like at what point is it gambling specifically for kids? And I know we want to have kids in the hobby and we need to have kids in the hobby, right? But, you know, when is enough enough? Uh, How do you put a stop valve? And I mean, you got to think that eventually regulations are going to be coming down on shops, on people who run breaks and razzes and all this shit because like kids are gambling. That's like, well, that's the, the reality. Talk about, you know, the talk about regulations, I, I first started hearing popping up about a year ago, but I mean, the jury's still out on how that's ever going to be integrated into the hobby. But look, first question is what we're doing. When, when does it become gambling? In my opinion, unfortunately, it's, it's all gambling from day one. Um, which by the way, the word gambling, all these negative connotations, but look, uh, unless you are purely in this hobby and, th- and these people do exist, by the way, we're all a mixture, right? You know, that guy on YouTube, uh, uh, what's his name? Dealer, collector, investor. He's, he's got it all written yes. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, he, he says collector, collector, investor, dealer in that order. He says, or something like that. I like that. Um, we're all some kind of mix. There are genuine 100% collectors out there. And they are the people that don't have the money issues or the gambling issues or the addiction issues because I need to buy my Marc-Andre Fleury cards. So I identify them. I find them. If I, if I love the, the hobby itself, I'll buy the occasional box. These are disciplined people yep. enjoying, enjoying themselves. Yep. You and I know people who are not enjoying themselves. Yeah. That, that kid might think he's enjoying himself, but he's actually building up some really, really bad um, uh, habits. Kind of habits. Habits, you know? It, like... it's, it's a bad habit because, look, you're gambling when you make a play, right? I, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm buying a Patrick Waugh card because I like Patrick Waugh, but I'm buying 
a Shesterkin card because I'm investing in him and I hope it's going to go up, but it may go down, particularly if I'm buying an expensive autograph Shesterkin. Yes. I am gambling when I buy that box and I open it, which is why so many people talk about how great it is to uh, invest in sealed products. Um, I think that's one of the smartest plays to this day. Yeah. In the hobby. But when you're opening that box, you are 100%. There's just no, there's no endorphins when you buy a sealed product. Though. That's right. That's right. And that speaks to the addictive nature of the fact that you are gambling. There's odds on the back of the box. I mean, sometimes the odds aren't very clear. Certainly not an upper deck product. The odds are right there. So you're sitting there thinking, man, I can get this Gretzky yes. autograph in an SP Authentic box. But can you? One in 8,700? Good luck, right? So... Now, you're also gambling when you send your card out to get graded because you're at the whim of a subjective opinion. So that in its, you gambled with your Super Express to a degree because it was expensive. Dude, but every, for you. technically every investment anyone ever makes is gambling. So there are so many elements. When you make a trade with your buddy in a way, you're gambling, right? Yes. Especially again, if your mindset is in the dollars versus your collection. I agree. So- so every element's a gamble. So as a young kid in this, and by the way, I could have maybe used this at a certain point when I was a kid, spending a ton of money. Now I wasn't using my dad's credit card or anything yeah. like that, yeah, but yeah. any extra money I had while some of my friends may have been saving or buying like something more useful, a lot of it was falling into, into that gambling element. You know, I, I remember the first time when Greats of the Game came out it was one of the first autograph sets um, where there was one autograph per pack. You're doing the same thing someone's doing when they're playing roulette. Yeah. I'm like, okay, here's $10. Oh, it's uh, Rick Middleton. Yeah. Here's another 10 bucks. Uh, oh, Glenn Hall. That's a little better. Here's another 10 bucks. You're trying to get Mario. You're trying to get Wayne. Well, Wayne wasn't in the set, but you're trying to get Mario. You're trying to get Stevie Y. You're trying to get Gordy Howe, right? So I'm doing the same thing someone's doing when they're betting on black or betting on uh, their favorite number. Yeah. This kid is now cultivating gambling properties into his behavior and it's amazing i think it's exceptional that that that, that card store in toronto um made that call um that's completely not in self-interest that's completely in the interest of a kid I agree. and you know hopefully not turning him off from cards completely but you know i i would hope someone and it's not their job to do this it could be someone else maybe it's you if you're next to the kid but someone sits down with the kid and tries to explain to him you know especially if he doesn't know he, he didn't even know the players right it's like it's akin to someone playing poker and they don't know if if four of a kind beats a royal flush. Yes. But they don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Yes. So, and by the way, my favorite thing to do is compare the hobby these days to poker, particularly limit or no limit poker. You know, they say uh, they say no limit is an art, limit is a science. Um, at least I've heard people say that. I'm not the expert myself, but I appreciate the fact that in limit poker you there look you are at the whim of fate and and uh and uh ran randomosity but skill comes into play you have yeah to have well i mean everyone plays with this they, everyone has the same amount of money though you know what i mean so like it's it's uh, about what you do with what you have so even in this in this hobby um you see guys just getting lucky left and right. What if they're yep. constantly getting the big hits? What if they're constantly scoring a PSA 10 when they're sending in cards that don't look like PSA 10s? That exists. That kind of luck exists. And then there's people who, with deep, deep knowledge who are not getting the hits and maybe aren't getting the PSA 10s. But you, 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 you want to come, come in with the foundation of knowledge and skill 
And then everything else is gravy. So you don't have to rely on luck. Yeah. Um, I, I think some of the smartest moves new, new people do is don't, I, I tell people when you first get into this, collect what you love, number one, but number two, do nothing. Watch, right? Watch and learn how hard it is to get that hit. So instead of breaking, maybe, or just maybe break one box instead of a case, or maybe buy some sealed product and keep it sealed. You're going to be doing better than the person dropping hundreds and hundreds and hundreds every week on the sealed product. I got a question for you. So knowing that like this kid has been gambling for God knows how long. Right. Um, of the PSA cards that are stuck there, the base, thousands, millions of base. Sure. How many of them do you think were sent in by little kids that are going to receive a bill fairly soon? A quite, a quite hefty bill. I, okay, well, I would think, like, to be honest, though, and I'm sure you agree, there's probably not, like, like it's easier for a, a young kid to go to the local store and buy stuff than it is for them to wrap their heads around the concept of sending in a PSA submission. But from I earlier... I don't know. I don't know. But what you mentioned earlier about these submission group, groups... Group suburbs. That's what I'm saying. Right. So submission saying. groups not only make it easier, but in a lot of ways, they may be marketing towards kids on social media. Well, especially so after you, a break, you know, like, oh, you should grade that or you should grade this or you should grade this. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, you might be right. And you know and what? And I already sad. have the card because I broke yeah. it for you. You know and what you I mean? Know, you know what sadly may happen? You know, if those kids can't pay up when their cards arrive, the, the, the group breakers will keep the cards. I and agree. by the way, that's getting back to regulation. Did anyone sign a contract? Was there any paperwork? Because so far from what I know of the people I've known in the past who have run submission groups, they were not doing it very professionally and they were not doing it with contracts and they were not doing it with insurance and they were not doing it with, I can go on and on. Um, so yeah, that's a huge concern down the line. Um, I know that yesterday I was, I was approached in my DMs by someone who was pointing out that there was an incredibly unscrupulous individual who was telling kids that, that they could boost their, uh, their visibility on social media. And there was a $15 package and a $25 package and they were sending this person PayPal and then he would ghost them. Or if he wouldn't ghost them, he would give them like a post on his, what is clearly a fake bot account full of followers, but has zero interactivity. Um, kids are vulnerable. Uh, in on social media in general, and it's no different in the hobby. It's something that needs to be looked at. But on the basic level, breaks are gambling. Um, it's fine when you and I as adults do it, but there are kids doing it. And, and yeah. you got to think with PayPal and credit cards, there's going to be a lot of parents out there that are wondering what the hell is going on. And there's going to be a lot of questions for breakers, for submission groups. 2022 may end up being very interesting as a reckoning for the hobby. I, on, I mean, honestly, all it takes is enough angry parents. And uh, I mean, yeah. shit, shit changes real quick. Like Brendan, you and I both know, like, let's be honest here. Like, you know, when I, I got back to buying UFC because of the Panini product that looks so good, I'm so into select. You're into soccer. You know how quickly you can spend money. Oh, yeah. And you, and you know how quickly you can, you can be on tilt, as they say in poker. That one select box didn't work for me. There's got to be a low number in this one, right? Dude, ha honestly, this weekend, I was like, you know, like, I'll, I'll feel it out. You know, like, I'll trade in some cards. I get some cash. And, uh, you know, one thing after another, you end up spending some money. And then I went back today and I was like, do I buy a box? Like, I, I, I thought about it, you know? And I'm like, yes, I don't need that box. 
especially when you have a degree of availability. Yeah. Right? Like yeah when oh, you're yeah. able to go down the street to the store, you're in trouble, Brendan. And I'm like, you know what? I just, I don't need a box. You know, I'm good. But like, why, I, I thought about it. <clears throat> this is why I thought EPAC would be a disaster for so many people. Have you, uh, have you messed with EPAC? No, no. I listen, so, man. I, here's too, the thing. It, too accessible. So, so I bet, so you don't even have an account. No. Okay. But if you did, right, you'd be Maybe. in trouble. Probably. And, and I don't know what trouble. I, I, I've gotten a lot better at the safety valve, but like, sure. I, I, I definitely, I recognize when I'm on tilt. I recognize when like, like every now and then, like, obviously, you know, you check your, your PayPal, or you check your bank account, or you check whatever your, your credit card statement. And you're like, okay, all right. Like this is gonna, you know, I have to scale back here or maybe I have to sell some stuff now. You know what I mean? Like I, I have a lot of like, and I mean, maybe that's something we should talk about is like having safety valves in place so yeah. that like you can recognize that like, oh, okay, like I know that this is fun, but like I have bills, but you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I, 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 you can't go to zero. Like you can't anticipate that you'll be able to flip this. Cause like, yeah. that's not actual cash until it's cash. You know what sure, I mean? Like, I would say make sure people in your life know what's going on and yeah. that you're in the cards and have them check in on you. But, you know, again, the accessibility. Listen, this is the bottom line I'm going to tell you right now. There's people analyzing this market that aren't just analyzing the price of a Michael Jordan rookie card. There's people and businesses and businessmen and investors and businesswomen in, that are investigating this market and doing research on a psychological level. EPAC is a huge thing. Okay. EPAC was running ahead of some of the stuff that Tops is doing. Fanatics have made it very clear what they want to do. They're not even holding it back. Direct to consumer. My shock at this is the way people have generally reacted by saying, cool. Now, you're, what you're saying is cool is that a company is going to monopolize this concept where you're going to be buying virtually. You're never actually going to see the card. They're going to they're going to grade the card for you. This is what they said. You're going to you can buy the card, grade the card, and sell the card via this company. So you better believe that's going to involve virtual purchasing. You better believe that's going to be as easy to access as the gambling site that you're accessing. Not you or me, but what I'm saying, anyone yeah, yeah. could be accessing to bet on the Toronto Blue Jays to win on the run line. It's going to be that easy. That so number one. They're going to have you by the balls psychologically, by the brains, so to speak. Um, and they're going to monopolize them. And monopolies are never good because then they're your only source and they're going to set the price. And why don't people understand this? I don't know. They Again, it's, it's, this, it's this effect wherever something happens, someone is assigned to be a CEO. Someone takes over a company or a company is changing their direction and we put them on a pedestal. Grass and there is are always people. greener, bro. Grass is always green. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I'm sure this person is a nice guy, but why are we suddenly thinking he's the greatest guy on earth and we want to be chums with him? We're still paying him money. You know, it's like, what, what is that? Is that like- What have you done for me lately, to be honest? Like, right, right. Honestly. And, and, and again, it's just this, this concept where we seem to have very, very short-term memories. People are cheering so, in the streets because so PSA, trusting. we haven't even talked about the fact that PSA dropped $50. PSA subs, the express sub has gone from $200 to $150. And he sends out an email saying that they're so ahead that they want to give us savings. 
that they that you know they'll 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 grant anyone whose subs are in uh you know if that 50 dollars credit like can we walk this back and talk about how six months ago they were 75 dollars a card and 50 dollars a card before that do you know what i mean like so you're not, um, you're, so not you're not doing what, me any favors by making it 200 yeah what? what you're describing is a, is a real psychological um uh tactic which is like it's like i'm gonna punch you in the face 10 times but in between the fifth and sixth punches brendan i'm gonna pinch your cheeks and give you a kiss i mean it's it's like and, to a certain and, and extent, what you're seeing like, is a preview like, of what is to come you're you're getting a preview of what's to come we're gonna double the price but we're gonna do it in such a way that you think we're doing you a favor thank you you know thank you <laughs> oh my god i can't wait to grade at 150 dollars a card i super expressed two cards at 300 dollars almost threw up, but I think that those, those cards are well, well over four figures. And that's why I did it also because they have upper limits. So like anything over a certain amount will get bumped up to the next tier anyway. So I was like, screw it. Why not? And, uh, you know, it's just so funny. Like, I, I don't know how they're like, Oh yeah, this definitely changed my mind. Now I'm going to, I'm going to grade a bunch of cards and I'm like $150. But hey, that was, Super Express moved pretty smooth for you and even in another country, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it literally got back super quick. But I mean, it should for that, that price. But yeah, it's just... Uh, yeah, that is, that is a preview of the future, things, for sure. Things really just kind of change on a dime. And like, unless you think back on them uh, and like, I mean, you need to understand where, you're, where things are coming from, ultimately. And uh, I mean, on the subject of changing on a dime, I feel like we should probably talk about health and fitness. I know we briefly talked about how this mirrors the fitness industry, but th th I mean, this conversation really doesn't have much to do with it mirroring sports cards, much uh, more so. I mean, you had a, a, a pretty a story true and dear to your heart to come well, up. Well, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I recently, uh, a, a few weeks ago, I just wanted to, you know, before we fully get into that, Brendan, I just wanted to make sure that we didn't miss anything here. Um, like you might've missed the opening rounds of the two ridiculous boxing matches last <laughs> night on the Triller production. That's fair um, enough. Uh, you know, we, I think we did want to touch base and we could maybe do this next week. We wanted to touch base on the release of uh Fleer metal hockey. Um, let's, uh, let, let's give it a week. Let's give as, it a week. as well as, as well as, uh, you know, we are heading into a very, uh, uh, exciting time with a lot of sports coming back. Um, so it will be exciting times as we will discuss in the weeks to come. Arguably my favorite time of the year, not only because the weather starts to become like respectable here. And I can wear like a sweater and, and shorts, which is by, by far my favorite combination. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, because then, then like you get to aerate, you know, like the parts that the parts that, that need air get air. And then like your well, upper you body is you nice your own podcast on how to stay comfortable in, in Toronto's fall. Right. And so. then we got like baseball playoffs coming up. We got NHL starting. We got NBA starting. We've That's got right. It's going to be exciting times. Crazy. For um, you know. Look, at the end of the day, uh, if we love collecting, whether you love your, you know, whether you love your um, Reese McGuire PC, whether you like your, uh, you know, your stacks of slabs and making money, whatever it is you like, you got to be healthy and enjoying it, right? Um, and a lot of us in the hobby, 
Uh, such, such a big core of the hobby, in my opinion, are people in my age range who have come back or who never left, but are really reinvigorated by the fact that the hobby is having so much innovation for, for better or for worse, and so much attention on it. And, uh, you know, uh, people are starting families, uh, people are getting into uh, adult, adulthood yeah. and responsibilities. And what we're finding is the fact that, you know, one of the things we want to pay attention to is our health. And um, you and I both know this individual that a few weeks ago I discovered uh, had gone through a horrible situation or out of the blue uh, in, in his 40s. And by the way, I, I, would, I would say this without any hyperbole or doubt. This is one of the healthiest and fittest people I've ever known. Me too. In my life. Yeah. Generally, when I'm looking at this guy, he's either like reading a book, working out or eating something healthy uh, yeah. for as long as I knew him. And he came to discover through a sequence of events that started with uh, getting uh, uh, the, the, the shot, ended up having nothing to do with it, I'm pretty sure. Yes, thank, um, you, but, for thank you for prefacing that. Well, you know, something, typically when you're super fit, something's got to set off a bunch of visits yeah. to the doctor, right? Yeah. And look, coming to find out uh, there was, um, you know, that there was heart disease and that there was arterial clogging. And the next thing you know, a heart attack is involved. Um, and procedures are involved. And this is someone who is starting a family and probably never saw it coming. So, you know, I'm telling you about someone who, who was not, who was not like a top prospect for this sort of thing. I'd say he was like, like the bottom, like 1%, like maybe yes. top bottom, like 5%. That's like, what you and I figured. No joke. And, like, and just to add to cartels, like, just description of this individual like he we would go out let's say to celebrate drinks like because you know we've had a good month or whatever the case may be and he would be the type of guy to like not drink or like not smoke weed with us outside or you know what i mean like it was like he was on that level like where you just that's, like you know, I, by the way i would never smoke marijuana okay i do not appreciate you implicating me or you in that i know nothing about it whoa at all. yeah no that's what i meant but yes this this is an individual who took care of himself and you know i think there's enough of us out there who are not on the ball when it comes to that sort of thing. And it's just another, it, it's, it's, it's a shocking reminder that it doesn't even take any sort of surface element, like me saying, okay, visually someone is yeah. overweight or, or, or behaving in an unhealthy manner, or maybe you have some really bad habits that have been accumulating. And before you know it, 10 years have got behind you, much like the Pink Floyd song, 10 years have got behind you. No one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun, but you never know. We're 10 years down the line and that bad habit has been there the whole time. Your body's not static, right? Yeah. And, and as, we're, as we're discovering, you could be super shiny on the outside, on the surface. Um, but it's just, again, an, another reminder that at some point we have to sit down and really take stock. And um, Again, in, in all these various hobbies and all this collecting, there's a lot of passion involved and a lot of focus. And that passion and focus gets so filtered into what we're doing at any given moment. The amount of time we're spending on the computer, on our phones, at the local card store, at the shows, whatever it is that, that's going on. Um, you know, pay attention to some of these influencers actually look like they're, they're, they're in great shape because they have found a balance. Because they probably know as the bigger they get, 
the, the more sponsorships they get, the more they're out there. Not only do you want to look good in general, but you also want to make sure you keep the time for yourself to stay full of energy. Like I like these guys that are full of energy, you know, that, that are clearly, you know, realizing that you have to have a lot of energy and you have to have the, the passion to pursue some of the stuff that we're seeing in the hobby. Yeah. And the way to do that is to fuel yourself and to take care of yourself. Um, guys, like, again, the simplest one that I bring up is if you're finding that you can't stand up for more than an hour at a show and Co and I are about to be standing in front of a table for many hours. I think we're going to be just fine as long as yeah. we drink water. I mean, I don't stand like for too long, you know, like quite, quite yeah, honestly. The question is, is are you, are you going to feel intense pain in your back after? No, that? probably not. No. And again, I'm happy to say in, in all my decades on this earth, I've yet to experience that, but everyone around me at shows seems to have that issue. And it's always the same conversations like, Oh yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta start working out. Right. Uh, there's also, I got to see my doctor. Well, how about that? How about that as a start? Because sometimes when you finally go get your first physical after 20 years, you might be afraid of the bad news, but the bad news is going to help motivate you. Yeah. When it's a professional doctor, and I hope, it's, I hope it's a good doctor that's worth their salt, that tells you, you know what? These, these, these levels are a little high. Um, you know, you are a little bit overweight. Your, your blood is not great. Your blood work's not great. How about we, you know, we, we eat a little better. How about we get in the gym? Um, these are important things. So it's the concept of go see your doctor, get a physical done. Seriously, get a physical done. I know so many people are afraid to do it because they don't want to get the bad news. But if you don't get the bad news now, it's going to creep up on you at some point. Yeah. So go get your physical done. Go talk to a professional. Join a gym. They're opened up now. And I'm particularly speaking to our, our peoples in our area. Yep. Join a gym. Um, you know, get some help for yourself and, 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 and start working out, you know, maybe don't, don't join a gym, get some dumbbells and work on your apartment. I don't care, but do something, um, do something other than what we're usually doing, which is sitting or standing in front of the table or standing in front of the counter, asking for another box because you're chasing something. Let's, uh, let's get active. Let's get smart about this because you're not going to enjoy anything when your back hurts. You're not going to enjoy anything when you feel down about yourself, when you look in the mirror and you're not happy with what you see, you're going to enjoy a lot of this stuff less. Yeah. Right. But we already know that. Yeah. I mean, but a reminder and like a story close to home definitely, definitely helps. Absolutely. Team. I hope you enjoyed today's beautiful segment where uh, there are a few hot takes. There was uh, a reminder of, you know, the shenanigans that Coach Co got up to in the past. You like that one? That was, yeah. you know? And uh, team, just remember, don't get distracted by the shiny stuff. Ultimately, it's keep it simple, stupid. Well, like, unless it's a refractor, you can be distracted. Yeah, yeah. But just keep it or simple. Or PMG, you can be distracted by a PMG. Buy stuff you love. Buy stuff you like. Don't let anyone else tell you that it is or isn't. And, uh, you know, save, save your money for your friends and family. Save your money for a new card. Stop paying all these companies random shit to do well, random things. You, you don't necessarily need the subscription. You don't necessarily no. need the pre and post grade. No. Itemize what's important. Focus on that. Don't get distracted. Don't let your favorite. By the way, if your favorite influencer is pushing a bunch of BS, maybe they shouldn't be your favorite influencer anymore. I'm just saying. Maybe they're a nice guy, but they're just a nice guy. Maybe that's that's where they should stay. Or girl. 
All right, kid. Coach Cole, out. Peace.